1: Oh, I want to learn Francais, so when I go to Francais I can speak French Français. with the person in You go to Quebec. But really I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone.
0: That's amazing.
1: They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and they have 25 languages offered you have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language there aren't english translations, so you really learn to speak you listen you think in the language with rosetta stone and it has an intuitive process so you pick up the language naturally first words then phrases then sentences which means it's designed for long-term retention and
0: for fifty percent off, visit RosettaStone.com/who. That's fifty percent off unlimited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your fifty percent off at RosettaStone.com/who today.
2: You will know. Hey. I want to be it?
1: Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger.
0: I'm Lindsay Weber.
1: And I want to start by playing you the opening of a trailer for a movie. The trailer Uh came out today. I haven't seen it. And it's getting like a good deal of headlines in very specific places. I...
0: Is it like places beating like your Twitter account? I well, know like you're, you're Pete, not but Pete's right on now, people.
1: But yeah. It's on people. But when yeah. I when you see what it is, you'll you'll understand. I did not know about this movie. I mean, it will make sense if you had not heard about this movie until today. I knew about this okay, movie okay, because a okay. friend of ours, um, Ben, shout out Ben, has been like obsessing over this movie. He's like, I need to see this movie. Did you know that this movie existed? There's there were a few production I thought production you were going to talk about
0: the Lorraine Bracco uh, HGTV show. Under oh, the Tuscan sun no, 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 too. that's
1: far too dear Mama for me. Mia,
0: here we go again, <laughs> colon.
1: <laughs> Lorraine Bracco buys a house and what is it called? Like my big fat Italian villa or something. <laughs> it's called like something silly. It's called. Is it? Oh, it's like it? my big, my big fat Italian. Sorry, my big Italian adventure.
0: So Lorraine Bracco. Sorry, before you get to your thing, Lorraine Bracco from The Sopranos, a.k.a. the iconic Dr. Melfi, is doing an under the Tuscan sun thing where she bought a like Sicilian Vista, villa villa, like villa for one dollar. Yeah, a villa for one dollar.
1: <laughs> yeah, she bought a villa for one dollar and now she's going to renovate the whole thing as a show.
0: Oh, because small towns in Italy are selling vacant homes for just one euro in an effort to repopulate rural communities. So she's like... Oh my God, that's like an that's a TV show idea. She's
1: like, I got a euro in here somewhere. And she's like going through her bag and like finding a single euro from the last time she went to Italy.
0: I believe life is an adventure, Bracco said in a press release. When I saw the article that you could buy a house in Sambuca for one euro, I jumped on it. So I came on the plane. I bought the house. I'm very excited to be here to meet, work with the locals and live amongst them. I'm here to pay homage to my family that comes from Sicily. That is yeah, like that's great. so sweet and also like so like culturally on point in terms of like she's sicilian it's like she's reclaiming she's contributing da da da
1: and it's also not quite under the tuscan sun because if you'll remember correctly and under the tuscan sun yes she moves into a dump and fixes it up but she spends her entire life savings on it or divorce settlement savings okay sure house. but
0: like sure but you know lorraine just my spent big, one fat italian adventure my big fat italian adventure premieres friday october 30th at 9 p.m i'll yeah, be there this is not an
1: hdtv podcast but i'm definitely well, gonna watch every episode of yeah. this i, I will well, watch this I'm live
0: okay. live
1: <laughs> between this and the mandalorian like late october hello honey like i'm not getting off the couch
0: Sorry, back to your back to your clip.
1: I've never sounded more my age than I did when I said I can't wait for an HGTV show and The Mandalorian to premiere know, around the same time. I was
0: going to say time. like, keep me uh-huh. out of the narrative for Mandalorian, thank you.
1: <laughs> okay, here's what's happening: the trailer. So again, shout out Ben. I wouldn't have known about this had it not been for Ben. Ever since he brought it up, I'm sort of like I still couldn't really believe that the movie a existed but b would ever see the light of day but today i open up my internet and then you know oh the new trailer is here the trailer for so and so's new movie is here which is ridiculous but tell me if you can recognize these voices the two leads in the movie speak first so it's like right off the bat you will hear these voices tell me if you even know who this is i'm gonna play my god
0: i don't what if i don't know
1: is this your first time in scotland my first time anywhere really
2: I've never seen anything except through the movies.
1: Oh, wow. The no Mel Gibson was having a yard sale. Good morning. So it's about an American Southern lady. Uh She's like a widow and she's like, Like I'm going to see the world. Sort of, yeah, we're we're thematically similar here. She's like, uh I'm going to go see the world. And then she goes to Scotland and she falls in love with this Scottish man who owns a hotel in Scotland where she's staying. And the Scottish man, the Scottish man, I'm pretty sure I can't really tell from the from the trailer, but I think the Scottish man has like a hot ex or current fling who's like a british them and the southern american older woman comes in and is, is trying to wait, steal sorry, away ask
0: you some questions is the sure. southern american actress playing this woman is she actually southern in real life
1: well the the weird thing about this person is that while they resided in the south for a chunk of their life because she lived in uh oklahoma at one point she currently lives in nashville i'm pretty sure she currently lives in nashville um splits time at least but she was actually born in paris which is really weird but maybe you know this fact okay wait but it's
0: not and it's not reese witherspoon
1: no 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 no. it's a uh, she's 60 (laughs) she's 67 years old
0: oh she's an who is it
1: and the scottish man who is actually a scottish man is 58 how do you not recognize that voice come on
0: is he a gleason
1: No, 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 listen, listen again, listen again. Can I have one of your chocolates here?
2: That's not a box of chocolates, I'm sorry, that's my husband.
1: You keep a dead husband inside a box of chocolates. You're mad. I'm just kind of sad. Oh, oh, oh! I gotta make new memories where the old ones are gonna kill me. Let's get drunk. Sometimes you're very cute. You're good looking as well. Wow. As well as me. I'm still good looking. <laughs> Who is the only famous? Oh, Craig, Craig. Craig uh, Ferguson, Craig. you got him, you got him, you got him. Uh,
0: Craig Ferguson, obviously. Ooh, I love him as a romantic lead. No,
1: and he's kinda hunky in this. Wait, and then listen, see he if you is hunky. See, see if you can get the the, the British them. I don't them. think I know her. See if you can get the British them. You absolutely okay. know her. Let me play a little okay. more. Listen.
0: You wanted to marry me. I suddenly feel differently because this simple little woman turns up. <gasps>
1: She's not that simple. She's complicated. No, Keira Knightley. No, she's older. It's it's a woman who's no the the British them. No, I know the British them is.
0: Okay, I don't know who these. people... I don't know who's the the British them.
1: The British them, Elizabeth Hurley. What? Glamorous, right? (laughs) Who is a woman who's twelve years Elizabeth Hurley's senior and is like not quite glamorous, but is sort of southern, and is in the movie she is a widow, and that's her whole identity. Yeah, well, in real life, this woman—the fact that this woman is like fairly Hollywood recently a, a widow—is widow f- pretty much her full identity. Here's another hint: she recently quit her job.
0: <laughs> Sadly, the first thing I thought of was how What's Her Face left the show Mom, but she's not old enough, and she's not southern. Who
1: um, who quit their job and had to be replaced by someone else? She quit her job where she is the co-host of a TV show.
0: Who is it? I don't know. Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Ferguson and Kathy Lee Gifford are gonna like fuck.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> no <laughs> Yes. The tagline for this movie, yes, Craig Ferguson is in the middle of a love triangle between Elizabeth Hurley and Kathy Lee Gifford. The tagline is, it's called Then Came You. She's taken with him. He's taken.
0: <gasps> wow, a classic tale. That's so kooky. Is it it's not a lifetime movie. It's like a it's like a movie movie.
1: No, it's a movie. I mean, it's as movie movie as a movie can be in late 2020, but yes, it's a movie movie. And let me tell you something, this is not a secret dare to dream situation this is when this is $19.99 to rent I'm spending $19.99 not, to rent you're it not, you're, not, <laughs> you're not you're not you're not
0: you're not is the secret dare to dream still $20 to rent have we checked on it recently I
1: checked as recently as Tuesday because I was kind of in a mood and I was like you know what I could really use the secret dare to dream and I didn't watch it but I did watch reversal of fortune which was very fun to watch currently on like HBO
0: you texted you've the never group chat it. by accident it's good <laughs> chat by accident the then came you poster
1: <laughs> oh i texted the wrong chat oh whoops oh they'll I mean, love it. it
0: i mean i'm in it but
1: they'll love it you're listening to who's there a weekly call and show where we take your questions comments and concerns at 619 who them sorry to open with that really long banter but i feel like it sort of it was required you know we need yeah you could also that. cut it down no i'll the, cut it down a lot i'll less, cut it down a yeah. lot yeah. let's start with comments we get a lot of comments today here's one
2: Hi, Who Weekly. Um, So, you guys just, like, ring a bell. I'm listening to today's episode, Friday, and um, I'm named after – so, my name is Marley, and I'm named after Anne Hege's character in that um, soap opera, and I – I know that I'm named after this character, but I've never, like, known which soap opera. My mom just watched so many, and I was so mad at her for naming me after a soap opera character that I just (laughs) never really did the research. So you just, like, clarified for me who I'm actually named after, Um, and that's really weird. So I just wanted to call you guys. It also, like, makes me feel like I'm your friend when you say my name. It's so weird. Okay. Um, I love y'all. Anne H namesake.
1: A sign-off that can only be used by one person.
2: <laughs> I
0: have two things to say about that. One, thank God you're not named after, like, Marley and me. Like, that's the other version of that that can oh, go wrong. the dog.
1: Wrong. Oh, like, yeah. the dog.
0: The dog dies at the end. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the other cool thing about you being named after Marley Love and not her uh, twin sister, Vicky Hudson, is that Marley Love was, like, the good twin. And Vicky was, like, the quote-unquote evil twin. So you got to be named after, like, the iconic good twin.
1: Mm-hmm. Carly's mom I mean Marley's mom knew that Marley's mom knew she was in a name I know the, the but she didn't twin. know
0: until she heard our iconic episode and she said wow it's me if I named my kid like after like the main character of, in Heart of Dixie which I would never do but just it came to me like I would make sure that kid like knew the about Heart of Dixie and like watched it <laughs> that'd be like my number one goal you know <laughs> your number one goal
1: <laughs> your number one goal you know my nephew have i said this on the podcast my nephew is named after uh george bailey from it's a wonderful life my other nephew is named after the town of dylan texas from friday night lights it's spelled like the town because i was like hey why did you spell dylan's name like that and she's like because it's named after dylan texas of friday night lights and i've never watched friday night lights but my sister loves it
0: it is night it's funny that your that your sister did two very different cultural like <laughs> touch points like yeah. one is like kind of a classic americana like you know the you know kind of just like
1: she thinks he's just a good a decent person
0: and then the other one's kind of like niche texas tv like it's kind of funny they're mm-hmm. like very different in terms of yeah. and also like a different generations of content completely.
1: but i'm just imagining when dylan is you know 16 what is it going to be like to revisit Friday Night Lights in 2036. I mean, I hope it's not canceled.
0: I hope it's not canceled. I mean, not, it is canceled, but you get know what I'm saying. He, like, not. Like,
1: Connie Britton is revealed to be some terrible monster. Yeah. And, and he's like, You mean, mom, you named me after the Connie Britton show? That's <laughs> fucked up, mom.
0: Well, that's the thing with. Culture is that you got to be careful with you know naming your kids after some cultural touch point or standing somebody or whatever, and you because you never know what's gonna happen and then you're Mm -hmm. stuck with that thing. You can't get a you can't get a tattoo with this shit with these people shit on you anymore you gotta be careful no except for bobby's no. tattoo that movie will never <laughs> no. i hope so God. My cousin not will never
1: <laughs> I-, I hope marissa tomei doesn't like get super canceled soon i'll just cover it up that's the thing i could just like cover it up with a line to be a committed fan of anything a person or an object or a piece of art is yeah to take a risk you know like it truly- is a risk
0: <laughs> Yeah, truly.
1: If I ever need to redact or censor this tattoo, it will can be, it can be done with a sharpie. Um, <laughs> it's completely fine.
0: Every day you wake up and you sharpie out your tattoo.
1: <laughs> I'm just like bloop bloop bloop. You, um, my morning routine. It's like memento. Okay, next call.
2: <laughs> Hi Lindsay, Bobby. I just had to pause the podcast because you were talking about Tuck talk Everlasting, Lindsay. And the only thing I keep remembering about that is the trailer kept using this song that was called, like, Thinking Over. And it was just, that was the only thing I remember about the movie. And it was by this woman named, like, Dana or Dana Glover. And I went down a rabbit hole because I was like, who is this woman? Like, what, what has she done? And, like, it looks like she's just been in like, on soundtracks for, like, two weeks' notice and Shrek, Raising Helen. And this is all like 2003, 2004. And then she shows up as an actress in 2010. Anyways, I I just, it made me think of it. And I was like, I don't know. It was just odd. Uh, Crunch, crunch. uh, Women don't belong in
1: balloons.
0: I'm so honored we sent you down this rabbit hole. Like your own journey. Like you took a journey.
1: The early 2000s were such a specific It's like coming of age and being really obsessed with movies and movie trailers and also like having the internet, but the internet isn't quite good enough yet to like find out what a song is.
0: Right, like me literally having to watch trailers on television, like catch them or like find them or like watch a TV show. Remember a trailer that would like premiere during a show and you'd have to watch the show to like get the trailer? That's crazy.
1: Remember when you would watch E! Coming Attractions? and watch yes. trailers and that was the yes. show and then there would be regular commercials between the trailers because the trailers were the content crazy but i remember <laughs> the tuck everlasting <laughs> trailer because i was like even though i haven't seen tuck everlasting by the way i tried to watch it yesterday so i would have more context you did and I, turned, I turned it on because it's on disney plus and i got it Uh-oh. maybe 15 Uh-oh. minutes Uh-oh. and i was like Uh-oh. i can't do this i was like i'm sorry i can't do this no i'm very sorry i can't do this um but anyway i said
0: that I'm willing to accept that.
1: So this trailer, I remembered it. I was like, this song didn't have a trailer with the words. This song used... It used... Ah, yeah, Book of Days.
0: Which, like, was in every single fucking trailer, yeah.
1: The song goes like this. Let's play the song. And this triggered a memory because this song was in every trailer for about the span of five years and I was obsessed with it and I had no idea what it was. There was no way to Google the lyrics or search the lyrics because it barely has lyrics and when the lyrics are spoken, they're like ethereal and barely English. And I did not find out what the song was until I think I was in like college and I was like, that's an Enya song. And that was me realizing that so many of these songs that I loved as a kid were Enya songs that I could not find. At Uh that time in my life. Anyway, so I look it up and this song is not only in the Tuck Everlasting trailer, it is in Anchorman... Billy Elliot, Marvin's Room, Phenomenon, The Deep End of the Ocean, which we talked about last week, and Tuck Everlasting, that song.
0: It also was used, fun fact, did you know it was used as a temporary track during the editing of James Cameron's film Titanic for the scene eventually accompanied by the musical cue called Take Her to See Mr. Mardock. Take Her to See, see Mr.
1: Mardock. That was the best track, track six. Oh my yeah. God, that's track so six Book on of the same Days,
0: Book of Days was the holding song for, for <sighs> Take oh Her to See Oh my God, I bet it was a
1: reference. I bet you it, yeah, was, it was a prob- fucking... Oh, it was
0: ripped off 100% ripped off
1: oh my god it uses the same sounds (laughs) the instrumentation is identical oh my god that's huge to me so
0: (laughs) that's huge to me
1: Anyway, so I googled this woman, Dana Glover. I cannot find the version of this trailer to save my life. I've looked on every corner of the internet for this trailer. Wait, so the caller's a liar? No, the caller is not a liar because the only instance you find of Tuck Everlasting and Dana Glover is old ass message boards from 2002 where people are saying, What is the beautiful song in the Tuck Everlasting trailer? And everyone's like, It's Dana Glover thinking it over. And they're linking to trailers. Links don't exist. That are anymore. dead. Oh, And my then it's like two thousand. Exactly. It's and it's like two thousand nine and people are saying remember like years ago there was a great song and it had these lyrics in the Tuck Everlasting trailer and everyone's like oh my god I loved that trailer I loved that song it's in Raising Helen but I cannot find the trailer anywhere so I guess it's this weird international trailer or just a TV spot who the fuck knows it's nowhere to yeah, be found
0: yeah 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 um,
1: but it is the song is featured heavily and I think a climactic scene in Raising Helen this is what the song sounds like um,
0: Thinking oh wow I know this You go to this woman's Wikipedia. Actually, I've never seen this before. It says she's known for performing film songs. Like, that's, like, her yeah, thing. that's her thing. Like, she's not really... Like, she performs songs for films, but, like, not as much outside. And it says, she recorded for the film The Wedding Planner, the song Plan On Forever, a duet <laughs> with the film's composer, Mervyn Warren. Then she recorded It Is You I Have Loved for the Shrek soundtrack. Thinking It Over was in the movie uh, Raising Helen. Other songs, The Way, radio song, for the, sh- for the movie... Uh Two Weeks Notice and Maybe from the Laws of Attraction and The Truth Lies from the Frankie Patente film Blueprint. She also appeared on the Desperate Housewives soundtrack (laughs) and
1: she that's performs it. in the show i think she's yeah. plays. she like sings in the show she's like a character it's like a vonda Shepard experience
0: anyways that's crazy that this woman is like known for mm. this because usually it's like the opposite direction
1: looks like there was like a five year period where she was like the go-to person to write a song for a movie that was sort of stocky but emotional
0: yeah yeah weird because she has that tone that's like lady singing desperately so it's like it does it is good for a movie that's like I'm a woman, and I'm trying to figure out what to do, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what to do, and in the end, everything's going to be just fine. I have faith in it. I have faith in love. I have faith in life. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of advertising.
2: Hi, um, you guys. I'm listening to the podcast, and you were just talking about Cecily Strong selling Frego pasta sauce, and I thought you guys meant Cecily Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so dumb. (laughs) Because you're like, oh, yeah, like... I know that woman. <laughs> Prego, cool. <laughs> Cicely Tyson It's like Prego pasta sauce. Oh, God.
1: Anyway, um, I know we're
2: not doing the name confusion, blindness situation anymore, but Cecily strong Cecily Tyson. Oh, God. The uh, Jesus Crunch Crunch from me in Greece. Bye.
0: The disrespect. <laughs>
1: Cecily Tyson does not want you to buy Prego or Triscuits.
0: Well, Cecily Tyson did appear in Fried Green Tomatoes, but she doesn't want those tomatoes to be turned into sauce, and she doesn't approve of <laughs> them.
1: Um, Cecily Tyson, total them. Um, What's funny is that
0: Cecily mm-hmm. Strong and Cecily Tyson, they have not the same name, actually. The letters are, are switched. It's uh, Cecily is C-E-C-I-L-Y, and Cecily C- is C-I-C-E-L-Y. <laughs> Cicely
1: Tyson, Cecily Tyson, Cecily, Cecily Strong.
0: Cecily and Cecily.
1: But um, they both
0: have last names that actually they're they don't sound alike but Strong and Tyson to me are very sameish in my mind.
1: They're hefty names, I think. They're hefty powerful powerful strong powerful names. I think they both yeah. have really good names.
0: But Cicely has done advertising. Don't get us wrong.
1: Yes. Cicely has (laughs) done advertising. Also, Cicely Tyson is one of those people who will just like keep acting and appearing in things until she is literally dead. She's like Well, her top article,
0: if you search her name, the top article is Hollywood legend Cicely Tyson and while she'll never retire. It's like, we get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, She's she's never going to stop. Yeah. Like, she was literally in a movie this year. Like, she's not going to stop being in things. Um, she's right. hasn't quite... I was like, oh, she's definitely one of the EGOTs because she's, she's won, like, every award. Uh, but she hasn't gotten the Grammy.
0: She can get the Grammy.
1: That's easy. She's won three Emmys, four Black Reel Awards... One SAG, one Tony, an Academy Award, and a Peabody Award, and a Peabody, please. Peabodys are more worthwhile than a Grammy. Give me. A I break. was gonna
0: say I feel like a Peabody is more important than a Grammy, but I mm-hmm. really do. She should EGOT, so she should just do some sort of like spoken word thing. I don't know if yeah. she can sing. Of course, she probably can sing
1: course she can sing anyway so Cicely Tyson I was like I wonder if Cicely Tyson has done ads like there, there are probably some really good vintage ads if you google this and turns out yeah there are some really good vintage ads she's done vintage ads for Reynolds wrap which I found thumbnails for but all the videos were taken down so she did Reynolds wrap um plastic wrap not aluminum foil I guess they used to do both and then she did ads for RCA televisions listen to this mm. oh my god Listen to this, Cicely Tyson, RCA commercial from 1977.
2: Cicely Tyson for Color Track
1: by RCA.
2: My rose is red, my skin is dark brown, and my dress is bright orange. If these colors don't look right to you, you should know about Color Track from RCA. Getting the color right is what Color Track is all about it actually adjusts the colors and locks them on track before you see the color the color track system grabs it aligns it defines it sharpens it tones it and locks the color on track rca is making television better and better
0: wait she's so old she did an ad for color tv (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that's wild
1: the rose is red my skin is dark brown and my dress is orange if these colors don't look right to you, you need a new TV.
0: <laughs> I'm not being rude. She's 95. She's old. She's, yeah. she's been around. But it's just wild to me. Like, that's that's a good, like, context to put somebody's age within. It's like, that's literally how long she's been active, around, working, famous, is that. Like, she did an ad for Color TV.
1: Yes. She also did this ad, which is my new favorite ad of all time. And I am I <laughs> so glad. I'm so glad this ad exists. Listen.
2: You are the new American society. The movers and the shakers. Hold you are the new coffee generation. Because coffee lets you calm yourself down and picks you up. Coffee gives you the serenity to dream it and the vitality to do it. No other drink does that like coffee. Join the coffee achievers. Good luck to you.
0: I love coffee, but those are all fucking lies. Coffee does not do any of those things. <laughs> Coffee makes you shit your pants and go crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and go crazy. <laughs> In 1983, this is actually fascinating because I watched the trailer. I watched the commercial and I was like, "It's, it's a montage of of celebrities, and I could name all of them. It's uh, David Bowie, Cicely Tyson, Jane Curtin, and then a sport person. I, maybe like a Joe Namath. Studded. I don't know who the right. I don't know who the sport person is, but then like the the bulk of it is clearly like staged reenacting, like it was a clip from a David Bowie music video, it was a clip from Saturday Night Live with Jane Curtin, it was a clip from a a sports game, and then there's Cicely Tyson rehearsing on stage for the bulk, like a full 10 seconds of the commercial, and she's drinking coffee with her castmate, and it's like, wow, and and she's the only one who's actually labeled, she's named, it's like, Cicely Tyson rehearsing, and then at the end, she wins like some award, which clearly looks fake, like it's her winning an award, because the camera's right in her face, and she's like, oh, and then she goes up to accept her award, and then It ends with her holding coffee and she says, good luck to you, which is so strange. (laughs) Good luck to you. Good luck to you. The National Coffee Association in the mid 80s was like, we're fucked. No young people are drinking coffee. Everyone thinks coffee is for old people. This is a disaster. We need to market to young people. And how do we do this? And they came up with this idea for something called the coffee achievers.
0: It's crazy to think that, coffee like the industry of coffee the coffee makers of the world had to figure out a way to make coffee cool like people weren't drinking coffee they didn't understand it wasn't for them a daily drink young people weren't mm-hmm. into it coffee stunts no. your growth remember that rumor i mean it might still mm-hmm. it might do that i don't know i never debunked it but like that was a thing remember in clueless they say that what are, what are you snopes Lindsay snopes weber no but like i never like remember in clueless where she's like coffee stunts your growth like that's literally in oh, the yeah, movie yeah. clueless oh, yeah.
1: There are certain things that I've learned in Clueless that I will never unlearn.
0: That's Gen X lore is what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: The coffee sellers, they're like, you have to drink coffee. It's really cool. We promise you. And the way they convince young people that coffee is cool is via Cicely Tyson, David Bowie, and Jane Curtin. Which
0: is just (laughs) unthinkable because it's like you're trying to reach young people and it's like, let's get like... Acclaimed actress Cicely Tyson to like drink coffee.
1: Weird Al made fun of the coffee association ad in his song Dare to Be Stupid. You can be a coffee achiever. You can sit
0: around the house and the so watch They call them coffee achievers. Like that was achiever. like be a coffee achiever. Be a coffee achiever.
1: Join the coffee achiever. We're still in the glory days of advertising. So these are coked up people on Madison Avenue who got paid millions of dollars to come up with that phrase. And then they like went and, you know, got wasted at some bar. And we're like, we did it, folks. It's nuts to think about this. But it was an unsuccessful ad campaign. Apparently it didn't work. The thing that got people into coffee was like, you know, Starbucks culture in the 90s. Um yeah. sit down latte culture like Frasier, friends, you know, friends.
2: Right, 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 right. Not
1: this. Good luck to you. We got one million calls about this, so I'll play one of them. Here we go.
2: Hi Who Weekly, just had to pause Friday's podcast because you asked does Terry Bradshaw know who Carrie Bradshaw is? And I thought I would just remind everyone that they uh Sarah Jessica Parker and Terry Bradshaw co starred in failure to launch. Um okay, Crunch French,
1: bye. Failure to launch one of the classic movies where Matthew McConaughey is being held up by a woman on the poster.
0: <laughs> oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Great movie. You're right. So Terry Bradshaw knows who Sarah Jessica Parker is, but the question is, does Terry Bradshaw know who Carrie Bradshaw is? Probably, but does Carrie Bradshaw know who Terry Bradshaw is? Probably not. Although she did date a lot of people, so maybe she dated like a sports guy. That's my only thing. If I'm like thinking within the world,
1: she, did she date the baseball player or did Miranda? I already forgot. No, she did. She did. I don't she did. fucking she did. She know. Did. Um, When she's, like, smoking in, like, Yankee Stadium or whatever. Okay, last comment, last comment.
2: Hi, Who Weekly, medium time, medium time. As a big racing fan, I just wanted to call in and drop some of this Hamilton knowledge. He's definitely a them. He's the most successful race car driver of his generation, and you can make an argument that he's the greatest race car driver of all time. Uh, he's one he's of the highest-paid athletes in the world and has won the last five out of six championships and is about to win number six. Even more impressive is he's the only black driver in Formula One and one of only two black drivers in the three racing, major racing series, that other being Bubba Wallace and NASCAR. Uh, Lewis has made headlines lately going after Formula One's Reraces One campaign. And, um, he's accused Formula One for saying they believe in social justice, but not actually taking any action. He's even challenged other drivers for not kneeling for national anthems and not doing enough for the cause. Uh, Mario Andretti, another legend, even called him militant for doing so. Uh, last weekend, he made even more headlines for wearing the "Rest of the Cops Who Killed Brianna Taylor" T-shirt on the winners' podium. Some of the ones scrubbed all the photos of him on their social media, and they're even investigating him for wearing the shirt. So, anyway, just wanted to share a little more about Lewis and from my corner of the racing world, and. uh, Got
0: a lot of- I love that. I love hearing info. I love info. I feel like he gets like diminished to like dating by quote us because we only read the Daily Mail and because we don't know anything about rest about mm-hmm. and we don't know anything about racing. But like this about guy racing. literally is not only a them, but he's the number one. He's the number one in what he does. He's the best. He's the best in the world.
1: Interesting that he's the best and the most scrutinized. That's that's interesting. Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he's really the whole package, isn't he?
0: Yeah, it's true. He's so rich. It's wild. You always forget because race car driving, they win really big shit. Like they like mm. win, the packages that they win are huge and also their sponsorships are huge. It's just like a huge sport in terms of money money situation
1: yeah and then you got this whole thing where it's like the caller was saying that like formula one was treating him like shit because he was um you know doing like activism and he was standing up and like speaking up about the death of george floyd and then you have formula one like first like the caller said scrubbing the photos off of their social feeds and then they say they quote support him totally and describe him as a great ambassador of the sport yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: but you know what he's laughing all the way to the bank so good for lewis hamilton
0: speaking of people who are at the top of their game
1: Oh, we're moving on to questions. Great, 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 great. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep to... on other beds, what is there I else, get else to say
0: mad. is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, "This is the bed. This is the bed." And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, "This is not my bed. Where's my bed?
1: I want I my bed."
0: I've made – it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body.
1: Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get and that's the one I got and that's the one that I love and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it and now he's on it all the time and I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, Better Sleep starts now.
2: Hey, Lindsay Body. Um, Naomi Osaka is the 22-year-old tennis phenom who just won the U.S. Open. She's in the news a lot. She's really cool, it seems. Um, but they've also been... I just found out that she's dating Corday, and he looks to be a rapper, but I'm wondering if
0: you could tell me a little bit more about who he is thanks bye crunch crunch well Naomi Osaka's
1: a them fully of them right
0: if not before which I think we said before now fully of them she just won the U.S. Open but like honestly before that she was a them as well Mm -hmm. uh I know more about her than him obviously I think most people do but people are like writing about and are very comforted by and find it very sweet their relationship because he was like in the audience the whole time like cheering her on and they thought and everybody was like that's so cute they're so cute they're so cute.
1: And it's cuter whenever you're in the audience cheering on your girlfriend when the audience is empty because of a pandemic. So you're basically the only person there.
0: <laughs> right. So they're like every paparazzi photo of the audience is like just him. like He's like alone. And he's like, yes. I didn't even think of that. That's obviously totally...
1: It. usually you're surrounded by a bunch of like normies and their sunglasses and then this it's like yeah. i think he's with he's with family and other friends like he's with some other people but but mostly he's alone in that stadium cheering right. on naomi and then his mask falls and then he pulls his mask up like he's he's being very conscious about distancing and mask wearing good for a
0: i he has to there's yeah. so many cameras and eyes on them before we like go to him fully My favorite thing about her that I like, I kind of learned throughout like paying vaguely attention to the US Open because I'm not a huge tennis person is that like the Japanese press is obsessed with her. Like, obviously, she's part Japanese, so they would be, but like everyone's like paying attention to the US Open, Mm -hmm. like in Japan.
1: Yeah. She was born in Japan. Yeah.
0: But the thing that I, read that was really interesting about her before we go to him was that so she you know she'd come out every day in a mask and she'd wear a mask with the name of a black person who was killed by the police on it you know do awareness thing kind of and it was great because mm-hmm. it obviously everybody's taking photos of her and it was it's very prominent and it says two message it's you know it sends messages not just wear a mask you know mm-hmm. but black lives matter as well and so you know it was a really thing but what i didn't really think about which somebody tweeted about and then i was like whoa was that She did that in part to get Japanese press to talk about Black Lives Matter like they really weren't. And she wore these masks and then they had to identify the people whose names were on her masks. And it's like by doing that, they're talking about it. And it's like, oh, well, that's fucking genius like to think internationally like that, which obviously she's doing is amazing. And I just was like, what a like interesting non-tennis related thing about this person who's like very much a tennis star for somebody like me who doesn't necessarily care a ton about tennis, you know?
1: And Lewis Hamilton did the same thing. Like he wore like an arrest the cops that killed on yeah. a taylor shirt at his races too and he talks about yeah. it on the mic my did you totally. watch this clip of her this uh god where is where is the line it's like it's really oh this is it this is it she's being interviewed after one of the games and this is this is the thing you said from the beginning you had seven matches seven masks seven names what was the message you wanted to send Naomi? um well what was the message that you got was more the question i feel like the point is to make people start talking what was the message you got is more the question it's like well what did you get from it (laughs) you know like
0: yeah it's like i can't tell you what to think
1: that's not my job well she even says in later in that in that interview whenever she's like well what message did you get she's like i'm so busy she's like all i do is train so i can't even really follow the news i can't even really follow like every piece of news about social justice and like the turmoil that's going through the united states so i just basically get all of my information from social media i don't have time to do anything else so i'm going to wear these masks because it's literally the least i can do but i know people retweet like she's like i know people will learn if i wear the masks and so even though i'm in the bubble and i don't have time to participate as much as i'd like to this works and it totally works
0: yeah and like honestly respect for being honest like she Mm -hmm. like that's a real honest thing to say it's like i can't pay attention to this stuff as well as i might like to or as much as I think I should be
1: anyway Naomi Osaka them whatever her boyfriend Corday who the caller really called about is a rapper who is uh it's sort of an interesting like one directiony sort of thing where he was part of a rap collective first YBN
0: it's like less one direction because they all have like solo like musical experiences but they would put out like they put out like a mixtape together kind of well I just mean that they
1: just broke up
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know, I know what you mean.
1: They were a rap collective, YBN. They released one mixtape uh, that got really, really good reviews and was very well received. It came out a few years ago. And they met, the, the funny thing about how they met is they met playing <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Online. Um, well, some of the, the websites that I've read said that they just met on Xbox Live. Some of them actually called out that they met on Grand Theft Auto Online. Two of them did, and then Corday came in later. Yeah, they yeah. were like gamers. They were a gaming collective, and they were a rap collective. They're just like, you know, artists
0: gamers
1: so corday is part of that group he released a solo album called the lost boy after the um ybn mixtape came out and the solo album did really well and also also got really good reviews so he sort of like started separating from the group early on and then as recently it was like late last month one of the other members of ybn revealed that they were like over Namir tweeted, YBN Namir tweeted, they left this YBN shit in the gutter, remember that, I'll turn it up myself. So he's basically like, YBN is over, they're all going their own way, but I, I'm gonna keep the like YBN brand, the lifestyle going. Um, but Corday is, I think, the most successful one on his own, and he's obviously getting more notoriety because of his relationship to Nomi Osaka. because in the past two weeks, the number of Five things to know about Corday. Who is Corday? Who is Naomi Osaka's cute, like, Instagram boyfriend? You know, because everyone's like, he's so cute. He's always, he's so positive. He's cheering for her. And there's, like, so many gifs of him, like, posing with everyone after the matches and cheering in the crowds. So he's in the middle of getting all of this, like, coverage that the who person of a relationship always gets. Mm-hmm. His biggest song, I don't know, I think his biggest song so far is probably... Well, he just came out with another song with Roddy Rich, who we've talked about on the podcast before. But I'll just play... Um, have mercy, I think, because that was his first single from his alt thing. Anyway, you'll hear it. Ah, sweet lord, please have mercy, baby Jesus, please save us. I know I used up my three favors, back to like a week later. New car, speed racer, copper crib, need acres. Most of all, we all need
0: prayer. Come, come, beware.
1: He'll probably be a them soon enough, it seems like. He's already like been nominated for Grammys, yeah, but yeah, that's him.
0: He, he's definitely a ho, though.
1: He's a hoe.
2: Aunt Hesh uses Next Door to promote her Dancing with the Stars appearance. Please talk about this because I love and hate Next Door, and I just love that Anne Hesh is using it. Crunch, crunch.
1: I always say Hesh. It's Hesh. Sorry for messing that up. Anne Hesh is on Next Door. Haish Hesh is on Dancing with the Stars. Should I Anne read heche? it? Yeah, read it. <laughs>
0: Well, first of all, the thing is, I was like, how is this so widespread? Like, how many neighborhoods did she send this to? She sent this to 28 neighborhoods. Like, this is why. <laughs> like, I don't know how. How does Nextdoor nece- work? Well, it's like, it's like you're connected oh, you with your neighbors because you, I see, I see, you I see, I see, post with the neighborhood and you prove that you live there because they send you a postcard and you connect it to this account and you say that you live in the neighborhood and you do. And whatever. The point is, but I think I think if you're on the you can post to other neighborhoods that you surround. Again, I don't use it. But so it says post it to general in 28 neighborhoods. And that's like so Damn. a lot of people got this message is what I'm saying.
1: Celestia. It geez.
0: It says, hey, neighbors, loving this connection. Keeps me in touch with the goings on. So I wanted to share mine. I just got cast in Dancing with the Stars this season. Don't know who's a fan or a fan, spelt capital F, apostrophe, capital A, N, N, E, of mine, but she says if mine, but she means of mine, but wanted to include my broader family. Also, since there's lots of rehearsal in Atlas, my 11-year-old is schooling from home, I was wondering if there are any tutors in the hood who would like to be a part-time position, as my rehearsals often conflict with school hours. Love to keep our locals working any way we can, and I'd love the help. Thanks so much, Anne. This is a very sweet message. I do like this, like, her reaching out for this, like I love my community, da da da. But I got mm. stuck so hard on I don't know who's a fan or a fan because what she <laughs> means is a fan of Dancing with the Stars or a fan of Anne Hesch, A.K.A. herself, the fan.
1: The fan. A
0: fan or a fan.
1: <laughs> I can tell you, I'm a f- I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan. I'm not a See, fan. See, I'm not but I'm a, a f-an. fan,
0: but I'm a fan. <laughs> Again, capital F, apostrophe, capital A and N E, a fan.
1: I don't know what else to say about it. This is everything. That's everything. That's it.
0: That's it. I didn't expect Anhisha to go viral on Next Door, but you know, I'm glad she did.
2: Hi, Who Weekly, long time, long time. Who is Omar Ayuso? Uh, interview Magazine uh, just served me a feature the Instagram on him, saying he's a queer icon. I have no idea who he is, but he has 4.4 million Instagram followers. Anyway, who is this person? Uh, thanks. Crunch crunch.
1: We've gotten calls about Elite a lot in the past, but it's sort of like why right, we don't talk about Riverdale much.
0: I was gonna say, like, it's huge internationally. It's yeah. it's one of the biggest, if not the bi- I think the biggest actually is that show um that you like. Money
1: heist. <laughs> I love both of these shows. For a while, Money Heist, I think, was the biggest show on Netflix. I don't right. think it is anymore. And for a while Elite was up there. And
0: it's like a sexy gossip girl meets Riverdale meets, you know, whatever uh show. And then, I think, and honestly, it kind of blew up these teens' social. Yeah. Sorry, you watched it.
1: Well, here's the thing about Elite, which I've seen every episode of Elite Rules. <laughs> <laughs> Alite. I know you love it. Elite fucking rules, uh, and I always like I cannot. I have a really hard time with like teen shows, like Sex Education. I was like, I respect what this is doing, but I cannot watch this. I cannot keep watching this. Like Riverdale, I was like, this is fun, but I cannot keep watching this. Elite is also about teens, but it's just so fucking crazy. What this sh- like? It is a ridiculous show. Every see every season is a different murder mystery. Sometimes like there's the murder mystery that's been going on the whole time. Like we solved who killed the person, but the person is still around. I don't want to spoil it. But to answer your question, yes. He is a gay icon because in the show, his, like, gay subplot is presented as, like, normally as every straight subplot. It's just, like, very progressive in the way that it's presented. It's, like, sexy, it's exciting, and it's front and center in the way that, like, you don't really expect the gay subplot to be front and center. Like, it's not tokenized, it's not done with the wink, it is what it is, and it's very cool in that sense. Like, it's the sort of subplot that I can't even imagine having accessible when i was a teen you know anyway so the show is about like this really 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 expensive private school private high school in spain and they decide gossip girl right so they decide to let in some working class like normies into and in the first season it's like normies normies and then one of the normies is this muslim girl and she is not only bullied for being a normie she's bullied for being a muslim girl and her parents own a store and she has to work and they're like you have to work that's crazy and so and then she falls in love with one of the (laughs) hunky rich boys her brother doesn't go to the school that's omar ayuso his character's name is also omar and he's secretly gay and he starts fucking one of the really rich popular kids who is also gay and whatever, so there's like this whole big thing with the two of them, and they have like the first big sexy kiss in the show, and it's kind of a big deal. Like, whatever, it's a big deal. But the show is huge.
0: Yeah, no, I, I fuck, I know, I know uh, it's huge, and I fucking love it. I should watch it.
1: Anyway, thank you for understanding why I just had to talk about Elite. It's just yeah, like, I love it. Ugh, I hate that I okay. like it. Also, Money Heist rules. Um, okay, let's keep <laughs> going. Let's keep going. We
0: gotta, we gotta speed through. This is the official
2: Freddie Highmore account. Freddie Highmore is not currently active on this or any other social media platform. That is what it says on all of Freddie Highmore's social media accounts. His Instagram, Twitter. I haven't checked Facebook, but probably. I'm obsessed. Zero posts, zero following, 660,000 followers on Instagram. For nothing. Crunch, crunch.
0: (laughs) This is what fandom looks like. (laughs) It's true. Freddie Highmore squatting on his own social media names and not posting shit. Take that, Mark Zuckerberg.
1: Taking ownership of his socials
0: love it this is the official freddie highmore account freddie is not currently active on this or any other social media platform
1: he is the good doctor he is like this is good doctor behavior
0: this is good doctor behavior this is good social media behavior (laughs) um thank you
1: for calling that's a great call great call now we're gonna take a call about the opposite of this (laughs) okay great who weekly is brought to you by squarespace as usual we love squarespace
0: we love squarespace
1: it's the only way we will ever have a website (laughs)
0: Is Squarespace? You're right because it's easy because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon.
1: Might, uh, might. Uh-huh, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You said we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a this is a three sixty five podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's
1: everyone's doing live shows these days, so all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away, pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace.
0: And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace exactly. and we've done this for a long time and it's very very easy.
1: We love Squarespace because Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespacecom who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain.
2: Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, first time. Uh, who is PP Cocaine? Crunch, crunch.
1: Lindsay, I, Lindsay was like, don't look this up because if you don't know who it is, don't look it up because I have to reveal it to you. Well,
0: this is some real fucking youth culture, I have to say, before we get into it. So if we sound dumb talking about this, it's because we are dumb and it is dumb. Like, we're we're too dumb for we're this. We're old. This is world. Uh and the reason but the reason why I did want to talk about it because e- sometimes I've never heard of the person and I look it up and I'm like this is way too youth culture for me like we're going to sound like crazy and also whatever. But this person I had heard of because my friend Wilder has a TikTok problem and he was like, "Okay, I have to like quit TikTok for a little bit because I'm on it for like 6 hours a day, but have you heard of pp pee- Have you heard of pp cocaine?" And I was like, "I have not heard of pp cocaine." <laughs> He's like, "You got to look up pp cocaine." So okay. So the the Peepie cocaine got a little bump from the New York Times. Meaning, it's not really a bu- Like, pee cocaine is famous in cocaine. You're own, telling me cocaine right? got a bump? <laughs> I'm saying, but <laughs> pee got mentioned in the New York Times, and the reason why this is relevant is because that, because <laughs> pee pee. Yes,
1: pee got mentioned.
0: Pee pee got mentioned in the New York Times because they were talking about how you know WAP is so explicit, but like you don't even know until like pee is like beyond WAP. Like you think WAP's bad? Have you met pee pee cocaine? So they mentioned her, and I want Bobby. I told Bobby not to click or listen to the song until I'd say because in the video, which is iconic, um, there's a very big shift in tone when you Pee cocaine reveals what she sounds like, like mm-hmm. what her rap voice is. Okay, Bobby, you're allowed to click on it now. Okay,
1: also, peepee cocaine is used to be known as trap bunny bubbles, but is now goes by Peepie cocaine, by the way. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. let's let yes. click. It says, Do yeah. not click until we record. Okay, yeah, I'm watching.
0: Short a and loud. Lower. Bend me over and I will shout. I'm I'm a little cum
2: sludge low. short and loud. So Lay me down and eat, eat me out. Me out. <laughs> <laughs> you thought this was your average lullaby? lullaby. No. You were really? I just want you to
0: fuck me to sleep. Fuck me so Trap! Good. Bunny. Has anything ever been more, like, genetically modified to offend people, to <laughs> offend parents? Like, I feel like if yeah, a parents, parent, parents. like, I feel like if I was a parent, just a normal parent, and I heard pee-pee cocaine, I would turn into, like, the parents' council. I'd be like, we need...
1: <laughs> Lindsay's fully Anita Bryant after listening to pee-pee cocaine.
0: I'm like, ah! Ah!
1: Lindsay's Nancy Reagan.
0: Yeah, I'm like, slap an explicit <laughs> sticker over her face, <laughs> now!
1: I wish kids still bought physical media. I can't put a sticker on anything. Oh, no. Well,
0: this is like, <laughs> this makes WAP. This is porn compared to WAP. This is literal explicit porn compared. WAP is like child's play compared to this. And the other cool thing about it, I don't know if you noticed, but Pee-Pee cocaine is gay. So you have like this like lesbian narrative in here too. Like Pee-Pee isn't like trying to get on that dick. She's very not. That's not her thing. <laughs> <sighs> Wow. This is huge on TikTok, he, by Pee the way. He was born huge. in 2001,
1: so Pee 19, 18 or 19, yeah. I guess.
0: Yeah, so PP was an exotic sex dancer. Sex positive. Pee- Pee- very sex positive. And her stuff is really fun and weird, and, and people were dancing to it on TikTok, and she kind of spun that into a thing. The other funny thing about the video you just watched is, did you notice, like, when she lip syncs her own rapping, it doesn't make any sense because she's lip syncing so like quietly and like
1: she's not tainly, screaming but her yeah. but
0: but her voice sounds like you'd, your face you'd make when you'd sound like that would be like ah you know like like all whole... of your
1: veins would be bulging yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah
0: this
1: this is yeah. funny so i'm reading this this vulture story by zoe haylock and it says alt and straight tiktok both agree on rapper bb cocaine alt tiktok likes her and straight tiktok like her
0: alt, because she dresses alt uh, and she's dancing to a lesbian song, which is when Charlie D'Amelio danced to a PP song. People commented, "She's dressing alt and dancing to a lesbian song. She's on our side." So like, Charlie, who's like the most straight TikTok as they come, kind of like took a walk on the PP side, the wild side, mm-hmm. PP cocaine side.
1: <laughs> wow wow now uh, i know who pp cocaine is and i sorry, know what but isn't that wild is. like Yikes. it's Ugh. a
0: wild door to open that's like a door in the wap castle where like they're walking through the wap mansion or whatever and they like open the door and it's <laughs> pp cocaine and i'm like oh no party's
1: like let's shut that one <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to normani please <laughs> it's really funny it. wait oh normani's still it. doing the splits great have you seen did you I see the photos of it. like <laughs> Normani is so into her own meme because did you see the photo she posted like going to the studio and it's like all those photos of her like walking to the studio, inside the studio, walking outside the studio. And it's like, Normani, we don't care if you're on the way to the studio or if you're in the studio. Just release the music, Normani. Like. (sighs)
2: Uh, Yeah. Hey, Who Weekly, um, Emily Ratajkowski wrote a personal essay and it's really good. I would like you to discuss uh, Crunch Crunch, Me Inside.
0: I'm not surprised that she wrote a really good essay at all.
1: No. I'm surprised by where the essay went because I read it not knowing what it was about. It was just like, oh, Emerata wrote an essay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of celebs have commented on the paparazzi thing because they, they paparazzi trolling the, so basically she, she starts her essay talking about how she was sued by paparazzo company or whatever for money for using her, a picture of herself like on her social media, which has been yeah. a thing like that celebs have been talking about now for the past like two years since it started happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like that she kind of escalated that notion.
1: It's like a multi-headed beast, and that's like a small head, but she's like, this is the actual problem. Like, but also the idea
0: down. that you're a model, and it's your job to have your image proliferated. That makes sense, right? And mm-hmm. and then, but where do you draw the line as to what your image is? Is Which is, then she talks about the Richard Prince series, which again has been covered, where Mm -hmm. he painted celebrity Instagrams with his comments in them and then sold them for money. And people were, it was kind of controversial because it was like, well, you're painting me, you're painting my Instagram, like... I don't, I never gave you permission for you know,
1: that. Which is why she opens with the first thing. Cause the first, like the way it's escalates, the, you're right. The way it escalates is actually incredibly smart because it's like, yeah. here's a yes. thing that like, we can have a debate over this, right? The first thing you can have a debate over it because yes, the paparazzi took the and photo and I shouldn't have posted it. the second thing, thing
0: you can have a it. debate over The second too. one,
1: right. So it's like the second one, there's a debate here. By the time yes. she gets to the right. end, it's like, I was sexually assaulted.
0: You're so right. It goes from being like something that's kind of a debatable thing that we could have a real conversation about to something that is less debatable, meaning like Richard Prince is a fucking asshole. But is the idea of him doing this art actually the conversation we're having about who owns what art? Like, yes, he's making a ton of money off other people's images, and that's fucking terrible. But he's causing the conversation, which is what's interesting about all this, between Mm -hmm. like image and art and who owns what and da 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 right and when you put your image on instagram do you own it no you actually don't you actually don't yeah when you put shit on instagram bye bye you know Mm -hmm. like whatever so that's interesting and then you're right the third story which is like no really what what's really like devious about these stories that i'm telling you is that what ends up happening is people think that they fucking own you they own your image and they own you.
1: For all of these reasons that I explained, it makes it impossible to like avoid these sorts of situations because the entire culture of modeling and like making money off of your face and your image complicates everything down to this.
0: Oh yeah. And especially when kind of sexuality is involved as well, because it just mm-hmm. becomes very messy. I like too that the kind of the end you can read the essay. I feel like we don't really need to go into depth about an no. essay that's out for you out there for you to read, and it's good and you should and you should read it, but like what ends up kind of happening is that the guy who violates her puts out a book with her name on it and sells photos that were supposed to be used for another purpose. And when she goes to legally fight that, she finds out it is actually more expensive for her to fight this than for just to accept it. And it's very much reminiscent of the uh, sex tape uh, scandals of the aughts and late the the early aughts or the mid aughts i forget when all that happened but it was kind of like well you could like get this taken down but spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on the legal fees or take Mm -hmm. some of the profits which kind of implies to the press that you approve of what's putting getting put out there which might not be what you approve of at all but at least you're getting a piece of your own image like there really is no like good solution to these problems and she accuses
1: him of Uh, I mean sort of in a roundabout way accuses him of forging the documents that like gave him the rights to publish it and her agent I guess her manager at the time I don't think she was her agent anymore but is like I don't remember ever signing anything for this guy like we did not sign anything for this guy out of the
0: bag she says like it doesn't matter it's like once the images are out there it doesn't uh, there's nothing you can do Mm -hmm. to like put the cat back in the bag
1: Mm -hmm. and she says that he reached out to her and was like hey I'm selling these like brazenly like I'm selling all these books. Can you promote these books on your Instagram? Which is crazy.
0: Right. So we're just having no kind of concept of why that would be a problem. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, you should read it. Uh, She's a Who Weekly topic. Love Amrata. And so we had to obviously bring it up.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a conversation about about ownership it's fascinating as a conversation about sexual assault it's like maddening and terrible and harrowing but like it's a lot of things
0: and as a conversation about like media and photo use and what what the internet means to that and paparazzi photos and the value of a paparazzi photo it's it is it is interesting
1: Mm -hmm. yeah good for her for writing it honestly um let's do a quick we don't have time for who then but we have a Good. Do we have time to do a quick game of a new segment. yes or no? Yes, no. Yes, no. <laughs> yes, no. yes, no. Really <laughs> quickly. We're just going to end with a quick game of yes, no. A
2: new segment. Yes, no. <laughs> Does Ben Affleck know who Charlie Pamilio is? And if so, did you learn who she is via the Dunkin' Donuts spawn? Crunch, crunch. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Now it's time for the next question.
2: Can we talk about how. Catherine Heigl and Bon Jovi fall in love in New Year's Eve?
1: Can we talk about how Catherine Heigl and Bon Jovi fall in love in New Year's Eve, the Gary Marshall movie? The answer is no. no. And with that, (laughs) thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show, call in at six one nine. Who them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our next episode. Um, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. We love your ratings and reviews so and don't much. Don't forget we're um, on
0: Patreon. Don't forget we're on and we're Patreon. On Patreon. Is this not enough for you? Well, guess what? There's more.
1: If you want eight extra episodes a month, um, whoa! First of all, I don't know what's wrong with you, but second of no, all, you can get them right. if you want them. <laughs> Um, you can get them if you uh, want them they're there or
0: you can just support us for what you do listen to and that's yeah, right it's fine to support the pod that you listen to I don't know
1: whatever you want and really thank you for listening have a great weekend and um, wear a mask bye bye hey
0: hey hey, hey.
2: hey. hey. I want to be famous I saw Tenet and Robert Pattinson is so hot uh, can you talk about John David Washington? Robert Pattinson's so hot. Crunch, crunch. Hi. Long time, long time. I just found out we're getting a Lidl, Lidl in my town. Lidl, Lidl. I don't even know what it is, but I just know of it because of you guys. I know that's a blast from the past, but, um, and I have nobody to share it with, but you guys. So, um, crunch, crunch. Thanks. Lido.: Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Um, who is the worst? Crunch, crunch.